Okay, if you got a Bible, I just, let's open up to Hebrews 8. I mean, if you can't even read, it's fine, but uh, let's just open up to Hebrews chapter 8. I had a Bible. Where'd my Bible go? Oh, there's my Bible. Praise the Lord. We got, we got extra ones floating around, you know what I mean? Floating. Floating. Thank you, Lord, for floating. Whoa! We got more living creatures showing up by the minute. Um, uh, oh, we love you, Jesus. Just go for it. Just go surfing. Just go sailing. Just go for it. You're loose. You're free to be yourself. It's, 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 this is Jesus. Jesus, whom the Son sets free, is free indeed. Come on. Come on. You're free. You're free. You are free. You are free. You are released. Never gets old. Thank you, Jesus. You know. 2,000 years ago, it said, uh, two thousand, actually 3,000 years ago, the prophet Jeremiah wrote, and then the, the author of Hebrews quoted, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant Woo-hoo! with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers, not like the covenant, holy I know there's a lot of people talking about how the Old Testament is like some the same or something, but my Bible says it was not like it, not like, not at all, not at all like nothing like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant, so I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. This is the covenant. You guys ready for the co- for this covenant? Have you guys ever heard have you guys heard about this covenant? I will put my laws in their minds. And I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people and they shall not teach each one his neighbor. And each one his brother saying, know the Lord. For they will all know me. They, they will all know me. My God. There's so much juice in here, dude. They will all know me. Woo! Everybody. You, you get to know him. You know God. 
You do. You, you know God. From the least to the greatest, and I will be merciful on their iniquities and remember their sins no more. In speaking of a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete. And what has become obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away completely. Hallelujah. Hey, I just I just heard the Lord saying like he's come to win our hearts. I just hear the Lord saying he's win he's come to win your hearts. And whoa. And uh, I just keep hearing it over the last couple of weeks, like over and over. Je- Jesus is like, I didn't come to set up some new like th- like system, some new thing where you have to like jump through another hoop for me. Like, uh, like, like it's, oh man, you know, how, how many of you guys are familiar with the old, like the old debate about free will and predestination, right? You familiar with all those debates? You know what I mean? But dude, there's something real. I mean, there's been argument throughout the ages about, you know, and you, and everybody takes their side and lands somewhere in the spectrum of it, but uh, but you know what? Like, the Lord's shown me, and and I believe it's clear through the Scripture that whoa, that He's taken full responsibility for humanity. That He's ta- He's taken full responsibility for the planet. You know, Psalm twenty four says the earth is the Lord's. Like. Oh man, there's so much glory. Some of you are going to get hit by that psalm. I just believe there's like a, there's just so much in there, dude. But he, he's taking responsibility. You know, he like, like, what does that mean? Like, like there's so many times where we're concerned with our part, you know, like, what's my part? I must not be fulfilling my part, you know, or like even with, like in anywhere, any area, you know, like we we're so we're so subtle uh, uh, theologians. All us theologians are so crafty. We come up with new words to put the put the the work back on you. You know what I mean? There's so many little words that we that have come up with, like little subtle words, like like just just yielding more. You know, just surrendering more. Or you don't have to work your way into heaven, obviously. But you ha- you know, but here's your part. And there's always little subtle words that we want to put on it. But you know Have you ever heard that age old question like, if God's so good, then why did he allow evil, right? Like everybody's got this offense and uh, and and as the church we felt like we needed to defend God on that, you know. So we make up so many like little things about it, you know what I mean? But what if, what if like God's asking the same question, you know? What what if, what if God's like what if, what if God's like, you know what? Like I actually did take responsibility for that question. Like the evil that's all happened in the world, he's like I I came and I I took the brunt of that then. I'll come and take responsibility. Like I like we're all like well, if God's so good, why did he why did he allow all this evil? And then God's like, you know, 
I'm not afraid of that question. Like, I, that question's bothered me. Like, the, the father's like, that question's bothered me for a long time, you know? Not, re- not really in the eternal scheme of things, but he's like, you know what? What I'm going to do is come and just let all of that be poured out upon me. Oh, man. Like, because we'll even, we've even tried to turn it around, right? We try to, like, turn it around and, and put it on, our, on ourselves and say, well, you know, like, look at all these bad things that we've done, and now how are we going to fix it, you know? And there's all these, all these burdens and all this. And uh, whether you're conscious of the old covenant or not, we've, en- we've enacted uh, old covenants for ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, every, everybody, whether they know the Bible or not, has, has enacted this covenant based on how, we're, how it's somehow our responsibility. And, uh, yeah. And uh, I just feel like Jesus is, you know, Jesus stepped into the scene and this is the gospel. And he took the full responsibility on himself. I love the, I love the way Andre says it. It's like, if, if you want to have a courtroom picture, the, the, the one that the, the, the crime was committed against, the one that was slain shows up the next day. That, and you're, you're supposed to be guilty of murder, but the one that you killed shows up the next day alive. Yeah. And uh, so we're all concerned about this courtroom scene, and Jesus shows up and says, uh, "Oh, hey, don't worry about it. I'm I'm alive, actually." <laughs> like, like where God steps in and even takes full responsibility for all of the evil that was supposed to be committed, quote unquote, committed. You know, and uh, he he steps into the courtroom scene and he makes this. He comes in and. Uh, and then the author of Hebrews, in speaking about what Jesus did, says, Jesus show, showed up enacting this new covenant and saying, I don't even remember their sins. I can't even remember. Like, I'm enacting something different. This, the, old, the Old Testament, this old law system, whoa. And this is what we're drunk off of right now. We're, we're drunk off of the wine of something new. It's something different. Then, then the world can understand it's, it's way beyond a, a, uh, an alcoholic substance. It's way beyond it, the joy that can be experienced under any sort of spiritual system. It's the joy of knowing that there, there's a God that stepped in and took all, all evil. Like took, He took even ownership for it. He even took responsibility. He said, look, you can... He's like, just, just beat me up for it. He's like, it's, you, can, you can kill me for it. You know what I mean? I want to I share a story. Uh, two nights ago, uh, some of our friends showed up early for this thing, right? They came in two days early. That's how these people are. <laughs> and they all want to stay at our house, so we let them. And we're sitting out on our back porch, right? This is fun. I feel like this is like a, a little word for us, you know. And we're just like so drunk on our back porch. There's like, I don't know, six or eight or ten people back there like just laughing their heads off. And, and uh, we've had trouble with our neighbors. I don't know if you believe that or not. <laughs> we had trouble with our neighbors like because, you know, 
these people, these people, look at these people. Our neighbors even built a privacy fence. <laughs> they literally built like an eight foot privacy fence, right? One, one day, one, one day our neighbor uh, came over and was like, like, I wasn't born yesterday. What are you guys on? He's like, uh, I wasn't born yesterday. What is, what's going on here? And I was like, what do you mean what's going on? And right when I said that, Israel walks through the gate. This lady right here. She walks through and he goes, he points at her and he goes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and we're like, uh, oh, okay. I was like, well, we're just really happy, man. We're just so happy. Like, and he's like, yeah, I wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> And uh, so basically, like, he went inside, and like a week later, there's this eight foot privacy fence just appears on that side. <laughs> Which is a really nice fence, so I'm like thankful, you know. <laughs> so we got, a, we got a free fence out of it. But, but like, so two nights ago, um, uh, the neighbor that owns that house, uh, we were just really drunk, and it is like two in the morning, so I'm like. Whatever, but apparently the guy that was upset had moved out. He was like the boyfriend. He moved out, and then this girl comes over and she's like, "Look, I'm already j- jacked up on everything, but I just want to come, like, because whatever you guys got is better than what I have. I can tell." So she came over, and she's sitting with us, and we're like, "Now, if she was here, I wouldn't probably go into all this story, just so you know." But. So I don't want to embarrass anybody, so yeah, she probably tells. She, I mean, she's super sweet. I'm just saying, like, but her name is is Christina, right? And as we're sitting there, I'm just like, oh man, dude, like Christ in us just showed up, and uh, she begins to speak this message. Like, that's what's so crazy, right? Like, she was like, she was like strung out and like said, I have all these problems and whatever, and like talking about all this stuff, but. The amazing thing was, is like when she came over and we just start talking about Jesus, she's like, I don't know about you guys. Like you guys are totally weird, but I do know one thing. Like it's all about Jesus. And she's like, I grew up in this or that. She's like, but Jesus has showed up to me and like wrapped his arms around me multiple times. Like she's like, this might sound weird. And then she's like, and, and here's a story. And it relates to like everything I was kind of feeling into the weekend. She's like, you know what I, you know what I love about Jesus is like, when he was in the garden, he wept. And he like, he was like, he was like, you know, he's like, Father, if there's another way, you know. And she's like, you know what I love about Jesus is like, he's like a human. And like, he knows, he knows what it's like to be like, to experience what I've experienced, you know. And uh, she's like, I'm, I would never compare myself to Jesus. And I was like, well, we will. It's okay. <laughs> but, like, but she's like, dude, you know. Oh, man. But she's like, you know, he, he knows, like, all this pain. He's felt that pain with me. And I was like, my God. And she's like, I don't even know. She's like, my life is messed up, but I know Jesus loves me. And I, and, and she's like, I just hope that someday I can like help somebody else. Like a, she's like, I just hope I can help a little girl like me. 
and she's like being so just open with us and like and and we're all like jacked up you know but like the lord just brings like christ in us over and preaches on the humanity of jesus and uh i'm just like dude woo! and there's no like condemnation or shame because she's just as included and able to preach the gospel as any of you are you know what i mean as anybody that's like she knows that she's loved and like of course there's like you know areas she wants breakthrough and she knows that she's like you know i don't want i I want freedom from some of this stuff and i want to be free you know but like dude this new covenant is not like the old covenant you know what i mean it's not like and uh i just want to proclaim you know in this weekend we're gonna be we're we're whacked out and you know like we're just celebrating or partying but what's the drink you know what are you drinking Dude, you're drinking the wine of the new covenant, which is not like, and I'm telling you, there's, there's, there's a lot of little subtle things that want to come in. And even if you think you know this message, it's like, you know, uh, Martin Luther's like, I preach the gospel to myself every day. You know what I mean? Like look in the mirror and just preach the gospel to myself again. And, uh, but there's a purity on this message, dude, that, uh, that is the, is, it's so powerful dude and it's so it's so radically shifting like that that god has taken responsibility and included all of humanity in this thing like every one of us and there's nothing you can do to get away from it it's man like oh my god Woo! i just oh man i just want to like release it again i just want to say it again and i'm just i'm never getting tired of hebrews 8 like uh, because if you notice in this little passage, dude, it's in quotations, like here is the new covenant, right? And uh, most people don't even have a clue like what that says, you know, like we're new covenant believers, but like, do you know what the new covenant is? Like, did you know that it says no one needs to tell you to know God because everyone knows God? Well, brother, but, um, blah, 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 blah. and we've got all these complicated theologies that will like tell you, but right here it says, It says, if you're teaching your neighbor and your brother saying, know the Lord, then you're not operating in the new covenant. Like, I I don't know. I didn't make it up. It doesn't even make sense to my mind to to talk about that. You know what I mean? Because you you see all these people that aren't conscious of the relationship that they have. They're not conscious of it currently. And so you're like, well, we should send them to the know the Lord class. (laughs) Or we should give them all these books and sign them up. But, But the good news is, dude... The good news is that our friend Christina who came over, Christ in us, dude, our f- has, cr- like, she, she might want a little bit more of your experience of what you're experiencing, but dude, she knows the Lord just as much as you do. Well, brother, but, um, but, but, no, dude, I'm just telling you, like, oh my God, this, because... God stepped in and became all of humanity, right? Became all of humanity. I love, I've been talking about the vicarious man over and over again, and it's a, it's a topic worth delving into forever because what we don't understand is like even, even faith, like it's Jesus' faith. It's Jesus' knowledge of God. It's Jesus' relationship that all of humanity gets to have. You're not trying to have your own relationship. Now, I mean, that might sound scandalous. You're like, what? You still have a personality in, inside the, the Trinity. But, dude, 
the good news is that none of this depends on you, obviously. <laughs> none of this even just depends on your experience. None of it is, uh, whoa. We're talking about something that happened to the whole. Once for all. You, you know that Patrick Christ died once for all? All for one and one for all. Giving us a foundation giving us a daily foundation of intimacy that's so much more sure. It's, it's, it's so sure that unless, unless you think you're the one case that's not a part of the all, you know, you're the one instance, you're the one person that's too unreachable. This new covenant is established on His promise. Let's, let's just look at it again, guys. Let's just, oh, let's just look at this again. Look at this verse again. I want you to huff this. Just like, can you just take a snort of Hebrews 8? Like, can you, I mean, there's, oh. It says, this is the covenant I made. And here's the cool thing I want you to notice. It says, I will make with the house of Israel. I will put their laws. I will be their God. They shall, they shall all know me and I will be merciful. And I will remember, there's no you will in there. It's all I will, right? This is what's so drunk about it. This is the difference between the old and the new, right? The old is I will if you will. You know what I mean? The old covenant was, if you obey, then I will do this. But the new, the revelation that he's bringing to you is, I will, I will, I will. And because of that, you will. I mean, it's big, dude. This is how Jesus wins your heart, right? This is how, this is how. And and I just, I don't care who you are here. There's like, he wants to. To reveal how he's won your heart. He wants to reveal something that does evoke that response within you. Like it, ev- it evokes a passionate response. Well, you will never have to follow the Lord or, fo- or be anything out of discipline again. Out of, oh man, out of just like waking up and choosing to try to do the right thing. But your heart will be one in love. Ah, oh, Jesus. Let me just say, let me just say another statement. This, this will, okay, this, because I, I need to, sometimes you got to use shocking language. Jesus didn't need to die on the cross. God didn't need the cross. The cross is not necessary. The cross is not necessary because what we're talking about is extravagant love. I know we're all pointing to the cross, the cross and everything, but we've, we've had such an, a different, a misunderstanding regarding the cross as if God had to pay somebody off. You know what I mean? As if God owed anything to anyone. I know this is like scandalous ground, but until you realize that the cross was not a legal transaction... The cross is not this big religious thing. The cross was an extravagant demonstration of love. 
in extravagant, by the nature of extravagancy means that it wasn't necessary. It was actually more than what was necessary. It was way more than necessary. Like it was way, let, let me explain this. Like God never had to kill anyone to forgive you. You know what I mean? A lot of you guys are tracking with this already, but this does something for your heart. This, this will make you supremely drunk on the love of God. I mean, because you actually start to just see him as like a, a, a normal, like healthy, emotional person. <laughs> we, we've made God out to be like, you know, if, if, a, if an earthly father had to, had to slay someone in order to forgive their son, that'd be pretty unhealthy. <laughs> it'd be pretty weird. And yet we've preached that for, for years and we've believed about ourselves. Like we did something so bad. Something so bad that God had to kill his own son just to get over it. <laughs> and, and so we have this such an unhealthy view of our father. No wonder there's no confidence to come near him. It's like, what if I mess up again? He might have to kill like a, a whole army of angels or something. You know what I mean? Or who knows who he's going to slay next? Well, okay. Well, it was just Jesus. Jesus said that, you know, blood was enough. But still, dude, to have a picture of a God who has to demand blood. Listen, remember the Garden of Eden, right? Where uh, Adam and Eve first ate the apple, or whatever it was, <laughs> and fell? Who, who showed up the next day to hang out? God showed up. It was Adam and Eve who were hiding. But we've presented it the opposite way, you know? And, it, oh, that just wins my heart, dude. Every time, like the next day, right? We think sin is such a terrible, horrible, like thing that could never be like that, that God just couldn't forgive it. So like the next day we, we presented like Adam's there like, oh, hey, God, where are you? And like God withdrew and hid and was gone. And until he killed someone, he couldn't hang out with you again. But it's the exact opposite. The father shows up. The father shows up and says, hey, guys, let's play. Let's play. He shows up at their favorite playground again as if nothing's wrong. And he's like, Adam, where are you, man? Hey, where'd you guys go? Like we were hanging out for like uh, who knows how long, you know. We've been hanging out for a long time. And, uh. And I know this messes with so many like theological things because whatever, but, and I don't really care. Like I don't care. I don't care about theology. Like I only care about it in the sense that like it, it gives you confidence to stay in this glory. It gives you confidence to be aware of this presence. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's been so many subtle forms, like even within ourselves, like even within us, like, like, uh, our, our little, camps i just want you to know like your relationship is so established based on nothing to do with your performance like nothing to do ah (laughs) i mean every part of your relationship is established on that like the so what was the cross the cross came as a as a demonstration of love not uh some sort of payment system some sort of like legal system the cross came to say you were the one that was hiding but when i demonstrate my love for you i can win your heart out of hiding or as andre says it you were the angry deities who were satisfied at the cross Whoa, oh my god wow. Wow. 
Why? Because here, here, here's, you know, he, God had already forgiven you before you even did anything from eternity past. Not just because of Jesus, but because he's emotionally healthy. But he, he comes and, and becomes a man and, and, and uh, manifests himself and then allows you to just have your way with him. Like he comes and gives himself as a gift to you. Is it something way more? It's, it's going again. It's like we, we asked God for one mile, but he gave us two. You know what I mean? The Sermon on the Mount, he, he said, love your enemies. He came while we were yet enemies in our minds and hated him. He comes and says, okay, I'm giving myself as an extravagant gift to you. Like as an ex- it's way more than enough. Listen, I already forgave you and there's no problems from my side, but I'm going to come even further and just let you take advantage of me. You know, like, ugh. Like, that's why the cross is so central. I, I still say it's central as ever before, even more than. I'm not t- saying let's stop preaching the cross. But it wasn't some sort of payment plan or payment system. There may be some sense in which you can like study on that and there may be some relevancy. But dude, the, 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 the point of the cross was to come and, and unconditionally just God giving himself, knowing that that would win your heart. It's like grace, dude. Uh, we've all talked about grace, right? How, grace is the big thing. I love grace, right? I'm, I'm as gracie as it gets, dude. <laughs> but how does grace work, right? Grace is the power, the divine influence on the heart, right? The, divine, the influence of God on the heart, the extravagant gift of God's presence that, that changes your heart. But how does that happen? It's not, it's not just like he make you a robot, this is why, you know, some people are like, well, I can't really believe that everybody's going to uh, get into heaven because God's not going to violate their free will. No, like the extravagant love of God is so good, he doesn't have to. You know what I mean? One look at this beautiful man. <laughs> and you're not like, have, you don't have to force love. When you see something that good, you are built for it. Whoa! Grace, grace comes and not, it doesn't just divine influence on the heart and force, but it comes and it wins the heart to evoke a response from the inside. You know what I mean? Woo! This is why I want to preach the greasiest grace, you know, the craziest, the wildest grace that like a grace. Listen, like people are saying right now, and I know this is another unpopular one, but that grace isn't a license to sin. But listen, like, God never, your sin was never a problem to him. Your sin was never a problem. The cross comes and says, you can sin as much as you want and I will never leave you or forsake you. You hated me. When he came, it says he came to his own and his own did not receive him. Nobody received Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, think about it, Resurrection Sunday or whatever day it was. Resurrection Day, Jesus pops out of the tomb and no one's there. A lot of believers. Here's, here's Jesus' big day. He shows up. We're all celebrating like resurrection day, but on, on the original resurrection day, like nobody was there. Yeah, Jesus is like, well, guess I better just pack it up and go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
But as this revelation got out, dude, of what he did, see, he, he did it way before you understood it, even while you hated him. But he knew that that act, that the fragrance of that would fill the whole earth, that the fragrance of what he, what he did there was like enough to win hearts. I'm not trying to be controversial. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to kick over sacred cows, but I know, like, uh, I've just seen. I've just seen so many people that that they're not free because there's been a partial message that grace hasn't been greasy enough to win their heart. That they're still doing it maybe maybe halfway out of passion, but the other half out of like should and discipline. And it just doesn't work. <laughs> You're so free. I don't I don't care who you are right now. You could be the 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 most murderous child molester, whatever, dude, and you are perfectly enveloped in the love of God right now. You are filled and flooded with the presence of God. No conditions. There's no conditions on this new thing. The old thing had conditions, but this new thing says, it's not like the old covenant. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on, my heart, on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. They will all know me. They will all know me. All. Why, and here's the last phrase, and I believe this really unlocks the rest of it. Why? For I will be merciful to their iniquities and remember their sins no more. Because that that act of of wild, extravagant demonstration won your heart. It, it It puts the desires of God in you. You're like, oh my God, like, It's like at that cross, you know, how many of you guys have ever like, you know, you hurt, you, 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 you know, you're kind of like doing something wrong against somebody, but until it gets really, really bad, you don't really feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Like, like, you, you know, you, you're just kind of lying to someone a little bit, little white lies or whatever. And then they find, you know, I'm not saying this is your experience anymore because you guys are all holy and everything, but you, you lie, you lied to someone, you told them like a white lie. And then you tell you tell another one and another one and t- until finally it's like such a huge lie. Finally, you're like, oh crap, something's wrong. You know what I mean? I feel like that was so much of what happened at the cross. It wasn't about um, all these legal transactions and paying off a God who wanted to crush you, but now there's blood, so he's okay. But it was, God was like, Listen, I'll let them wrong me and wrong me and wrong me until finally I'll just let, I'll just come down there and let them kill the creator of the universe. And finally something, I believe that 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 God's uh just just giving himself to us like that and letting us just ha- do the worst to him, right? I mean, the ultimate crime humanity's ever committed, c- killing God. He knew that finally we we would look upon that and be like Maybe there's maybe enough is enough. You know what I mean? Enough, dude. That that 
Whoa. He loved you so much that he allowed you to do your worst to him, knowing that killing something that beautiful, pure, and innocent would bring an awakening. When you see that extravagance, when you see that he is merciful to your iniquities, he is so utterly merciful, remembering nothing. I mean, he is such a faithful husband. It's it's. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous grace. Scandalous grace. Warp grace. I just know that I just I just believe like right now he's like I'm just winning your heart again just saying this kind of extravagant love this kind of love dude this is the kind of love that changes things it might seem to work slower than the law right have you guys ever you've tried law motivation usually works faster it works faster to enforce a set of rules but I'm telling you winning the heart will last forever. You know what I mean? When, you, when someone's heart has been won. Oh, man. You might be able to evoke a quicker response by threatening your wife into kissing you. Maybe. Maybe. But my God, what is our God, what is our God like? Even now, He's still demonstrating... He's still demonstrating to the world and bringing revelation of this, of this cross, bringing revelation of this, and, and, and coming to win, to, to win your heart. Again, uh, just... Shh. Woo! And dude, I know it like, seems like a small group right now of people that are just like getting just drunk on this new covenant. I know it seems like a friends of a friends, like... Like uh, I was saying a couple weeks ago, you know, Jesus said, have no fear, little flock. I feel, right, I feel like right now you could say, like, have no fear, little fringe. You guys might feel like the fringe of the fringe right now. But you, dude, do you feel that burning, like this message of the, of the pure gospel of grace is enough to like awaken the universe, to awaken the cosmos. Like, I just know that this grace isn't going to be like a fringe in the corner. I see right now. I, I just, whoa, I just prophesy right now. And you know it to be true that, dude, there is an awakening of the goodness of God. There is such an awakening. And I just say, have no fear, little flock, for it's the Father's good pleasure to give you this kingdom, to give you this entire thing. It was the Father's good pleasure. Like, you, you might, I just encourage yourself knowing, like, this isn't a message that can be shut up. Unconditional love, extravagant love to the point of the, of God dying on a cross is such an extravagant message, dude. There, there, I mean, the, the leaders of the old thing are shaking in their boots right now. Have you noticed? Have you noticed? Have you noticed how many books are coming out right now against grace? Art, articles and, and sermons warning you about too much. I'm telling you, there's, it's not, not possible 
It's not possible. Like, we're, we're just getting the, the, the fringe revelation on it, dude. It, I mean, it's going to get way greasier. I mean, I'm still awakening to new levels of this, this, the purity of what Christ has done, dude. The unconditional love of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From hyper grace to warp grace. Yeah. He is fully confident in what he's done. He's fully confident. He's not resorting to another method. Isn't that good? Isn't it good? Like, he's not like, oh, man, I tried that grace thing, and they they took it for granted too much, so. The father was fully confident that the prodigal son would respond. You know what I mean? The father was not afraid that the prodigal son wouldn't return. The father was sitting on that porch waiting, knowing if it's not today, it's tomorrow. And at the moment the son turned around, the father was running down the street, dude. I mean, he is fully confident. He's fully confident, dude. You you might feel like a fringe right now. Or maybe you don't even understand what's going on, but it's all good. Just ride that wave of his grace. He came to win your heart. He came to win, to win it, to woo you over. He came to evoke a response, not to force a response, not to control a response. Jesus loves me. (laughs) Jesus loves us. Jesus loves us. He's enveloping you. He's absorbed you into his very veins, into his blood. You're flowing, you're floating down the bloodstream of God right now. Regardless of who you are, where you came from, even if you understand what's going on, even if you don't, you might not have a clue what's going on. You are absorbed in the embrace of God from all eternity. You're absorbed right now. You don't have to even believe it. <laughs> he didn't come and make the one condition that you have to find the way to believe. No, he came and he did something without your permission. Confident that it would win your heart. Confident that you'll believe your faith is a response to his faithfulness. Even right now, you're like, man, I've just been struggling over and over again, and I just seem to keep failing in this area. Listen, God is not like shaken in his confidence concerning you. You know what I mean? He's not like, oh man, it's taking too long for them to respond to this gospel. Their heart isn't really changing fast enough. No, he is so confident in his ability to woo your heart. He is so confident in what he's done. That if you feel like it hasn't clicked for you, 
he knows that it, it's clicked for him. <laughs> he, your life makes sense to him. You're... I love, uh, one, of our, one of our friends told this story about his son recently said, uh, I'm, a, I'm an agnostic dad and I, I'm not really sure about God anymore. And, and he's a minister, so like a lot of ministers would be like, oh crap, you know, like what am I going to do? If my kids don't believe, I better like convince them real fast or something so I don't look bad. <laughs> but he just said, he just said, it's okay, son, like God is so convinced about you. God's just so convinced about you. God believes in you. So, and within a couple of weeks, his son was like, "Dad, I just keep feeling that love of God. Like I don't even know. I don't even. I'm not even sure what's going on." And within within two weeks, his son wanted to get baptized, and they baptized him. <laughs> it's such a different paradigm than trying to. A lot of parents would be like, "You're coming to church anyway, boy, and you're gonna get that message." And we're going to, and you, and you just don't, you know, and try to talk people into it or you try to talk them into it. But he's just like, you know what? Like, you don't have to believe like he's believed in you. <laughs> he lets you completely off the hook and takes responsibility. God's taking full responsibility for his creation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Just let that love just wrap around you right now. Thank you, God. (laughs) hey if you have pain in your body can you just raise your hand for a minute if you have pain just lay your hand on that person I just feel God like this healing right now thank you Lord right now thank you Lord if you have pain in your neck right now God's just touching you He's just loving you. Yeah, it's you. Neck pain, go. You're all healed right now. We're standing in a union that's always been complete. We're standing in a healing that's always been perfect. Perfect.